Hello and welcome to Talks. I'm Adrian. And I'm Steph. And today we're talking about me. Yep, you got that right, everybody. Today, we're talking all about Stephanie. Stephanie, the greatest of all time. She is quite an interesting person. She's lived a very, very interesting life. Very exciting. Very adventurous. So we want to hear some of these stories that she has to share. Now, some of these things I've heard of, we've talked during our relationship, but I bet we're going to get into some things that you know, I did, I've never even heard before either, so don't be surprised if I get a little surprised from time to time. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and dive in today's topic. Um, Stephanie. Hey, Steph. How you doing? I'm doing really well, kind of. It's not been a great week for me. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of pollution in India, where mm. I live especially, so I've got like an itchy throat, a bad nose. Um on top of that, I've been singing, so it just sounds like I'm at the... You know how, like, when smokers start off and they're, like, smoking really heavily and their voice gets really deep and, like, gravelly? I, mm. I've reached that stage. <laughs> I've not okay. yet reached, like, really bad, but I'm very gravelly. <laughs> so, so, so you've sorry. started smoking. <laughs> well, right. everybody in Delhi, the Delhi NCR area, whether they like it or not, have been smoking <laughs> in all the smoke uh, and the smog and so i apologize if i sound gravelly if i sound like i just woke up no matter what day or time that you hear me this is exactly how i'm gonna sound for the next couple of like days <laughs> well we'll try to we'll try to forgive you you know we'll try to let, let that one pass um we do hope you feel better though but Anyway, are you ready to roll into some uh, some questions, diving into your personal life in all of its great details? I don't know. I'm very nervous. <laughs> I liked it when I was asking you the questions. I'm so nervous. Yeah, because there were no there were no consequences for you <laughs> on that one. It was all on me. No, not just that. I'm just nervous. What you're gonna ask? It feels like I'm sitting in an inter- like a job interview or like uh, an exam that. I don't know if yeah. I'm going to have the right answers. <laughs> well, I hope you brought your resume because we're ready to dive in. Okay. I'm so nervous. So, <laughs> don't be nervous. I'll take it easy on you. This is, I'll throw you some, uh, what do they, they call softball anth- questions? Okay. Is that what they say in journalism? Um, I, figured, I figured we could start out, start out today, um, really just this interview in general, just kind of going chronologically. Let's kind of just progress through your life. So maybe we could start out with your childhood. Um, I know personally, we've talked a little bit about your childhood, but I feel like there's a lot that, that I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of details that I think maybe you just assume like, oh, that's not very interesting or whatever, just because it's, it's your experience. But, um, for me and for a lot of our listeners, um, we don't know what it was like, um, growing up in India, you know? Most, a lot of a lot of our listeners, some are over there in India, but some are also over here in the U.S. And so maybe if we could shed a little light on that, maybe they'll learn a little bit from your experience of what it was, what life was like um, a few years ago. Uh, I won't say how how long ago. I'll leave that up to you. No, it's okay. But, <laughs> Tell them I'm 28. I turned 29 in March. I mean, we've talked okay. about your age. We've made your age so public. Like, 
I, I really don't really care about age. Like I do sometimes like joke joke about it, but I really mm-hmm. don't like a lot of people are like, oh don't tell my age, blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. Like So then enjoy it. <laughs> so you're in your late twenties, so that makes you a perfect candidate for being a nineties baby. We have a nineties baby here. Mm-hmm. So Steph, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you were born and where you grew up? And about that time period in your life, you know? I was born on a very, very nice, I think a very nice day, on the 13th of March, (laughs) 1993. Um, I was born in New Delhi because that's where my parents stayed or lived with my grandparents. And then when I was three months old, we moved to a city called Faridabad, which is about an hour uh, from New Delhi. Um... And this is basically where I grew up, even though it says in that little where you're born place, it says New Delhi. I I didn't really live there that long. Um, my dad is a pastor, so uh, at that time he was working in Delhi with a church. So we would go back and forth quite a bit till I was, I want to say three. We kept going back and forth. So I don't really remember Delhi a lot. Uh, we grew up in a house uh, which was, as far as I remember, I mean, obviously if mom and my older sister listen to it, they're like, oh, that's not right. But as far as I remember, it was a two-bedroom house with like dining and everything. And so my grandparents had one room and then my dad, mom, my older sister and I, we all shared one room. So wow. my, yeah. <laughs> My grandma passed away when I was really, really young. This is my dad's mom passed away when I was really young. So I don't Mm -hmm. remember her at all. I remember my grandpa Mm -hmm. quite a bit and my grandma's brother quite a bit. So how old were you when she passed away? You know, you're like really young. I think I want to say I was like two or three, but I could be wrong. I don't. For the longest time, I thought everybody just had grandpas. Because mm. cause my mom's mom died when, like, a year before my parents got married. So I never got mm-hmm. to meet my my mom's mom, my maternal grandma. And I never got to meet my dad's mom. So mm. I only had grandpas. So I thought everybody just had, like, one grandparent. <laughs> for the longest time because <laughs> you only get grandparents <laughs> so like when i would go to school that they'd, they'd always say like oh for the summer we're going to my grandma's or we're going to my grandpa's nobody would ever say like grandparents so i was mm-hmm. like oh everybody just gets one grandparent <laughs> i think i was like i don't know six seven when i was like oh, <laughs> I, oh had, wow. I had like <laughs> two grand two sets of grandparents and both the grandmas passed away, so I never got to know any of my grandmas. But from what I heard, they were they were very strong, very uh, influential, very nice people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and so, you all grew up living together. So it was a real tight knit family. I'm assume. Did you? Was it just your? You only had one sibling, or were there any more? So, uh, biologically, <laughs> uh, uh, my parents. I have two kids. That's my older sister and me. And mm. when I was about 13, uh, we, my parents actually 
to guardianship of um, someone who kind of lost both her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to know from like another pastor and a couple of friends that uh, she had kind of lost her parents. She had two older brothers, but she didn't know where to go. Uh, so we were like, oh, why don't you just send her here and like we'll look after her and stuff. And so at 13, when I was 13, my parents um, took guardianship of my younger sister. Yeah, so now we are three. <laughs> For the longest time, I was the youngest, and now I'm the middle kid. So Yeah, so kind of a bit of a change when that all happened. Yeah, um, but f- but for the early for the early days, you were you were the youngest. Mm-hmm. And uh, how how much older is your older sister? Is she like a lot older or? Uh, we have a five year gap. I'm sorry, Debbie, for telling your age. <laughs> 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 I mean, everyone oh, can well. do the math now. <laughs> right, everyone can do the math. Hmm. So what was that like? Were you were you one of those like real spoiled younger siblings, the one who like gets everything and has their own way? Like my little brother? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I would say no, but because she was the older si- sibling, she was quite, mm. she was a lot more rebellious than I was. And mm. I got the typical younger sister talk from the parents, which is, look at what your older sister did. Don't be like <laughs> your older sister. So she would always say, like, you got it easy. I said, no, I just learned not to do it and not get caught. <laughs> oh, dang. That's the trick, right? It's how to not get caught. True. But I was also I was also very, like, I don't want to say scared, but I always had this thing of, like, I even, like, in tests and stuff, I couldn't cheat because I had this this nagging guilt constantly always there like if i did Mm -hmm. something wrong someone would find out and i would get like punished so i'd always had that so i never did anything that was too crazy too wild like i wasn't super rebellious i was i don't know i always tell mom like i'm i'm the best kid she ever had (laughs) (laughs) is that true though we need to hear from the mom I mean, true. she. I gave her the least amount of trouble out of uh, all the three kids. I will say that. I will. I will claim that. Um, so then but, we could probably say that you're her favorite, most likely. No, my mom and dad would never say that. They never say <laughs> it. But come on, come on. No. Uh, but I don't know. I had my moments, like when I was a teenager. But for the most part, because of that little, I don't know what I'd call it. I'd always say like this guilt thing. Mm-hmm. I have that thing of like, oh no, I'd get caught or oh no, this is wrong kind of thing. So it kind of stopped me from being too rebellious. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you so you were a little goody, a little goody two shoes. Oh yeah, uh, my class when you know how they vote, like most likely to blah blah blah, or like mm-hmm. traits most and likely stuff. to succeed, most likely yeah. to be an astronaut. I I was I always got Miss Goody two shoes, always. <laughs> And I don't know why, like, no matter, oh my, I, this, I know this is a tangent and you're talking about my childhood, but I'm going to say this, no matter how naughty I was in class, my teachers would always be like, oh no, she, it's just fun. Like they would never think of me as like that rebellious, like naughty kid in class. I was always the teacher's favorite. I was always goody two shoes. I was always the one who they could rely on. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's that's actually 
such a good cover too. Like how many how many times did you do something wrong and actually get caught though? Like oh, I guess I should ask how many times did you get away with stuff? Cuz it seems like you could probably get away with murder. <laughs> People wouldn't suspect it. Um when I was like oh, I'm sorry, mom. Uh <laughs> I have to say that she listens to the podcast right, she's and gonna I get listen. called up. I get like, Why did you it. why did you share that? No, I can say it now. Like it's past. I'm like, I graduated in 2011 from high school, so it's been a while. But like, we would, we were really good friends. I was friends with like my music teacher and my coach and stuff. So if we were like in class and we would get bored, we'd just go saying like, "Oh, they've called us," and then we'd go get like an excuse slip from them, and we just kind of hang out with them. Or they'd be like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to not be in class. So she's like, oh, I'm grading these papers. Come grade it with me. I'm like, okay. That's pretty sweet. That's a sweet setup. And I had I had this relationship with like teachers and like supervisors and stuff all through college. Like I had that all the time. I would get, I'm sorry, mom. I would get attendance in classes just even if I was not there. Cause I was like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. So, so you would cut yeah. class a lot? Uh, not in school. No, I don't know. In college, yeah, kinda. So, college, I had to have a seventy-five percent attendance, right? So, I would mm. always try to be above seventy-five percent or eighty percent. Very rarely, I would get above ninety. I was like. I also realized I have very short attention spans. So if the teacher is not good enough and doesn't like is very slow in ca- class, I cannot pay attention. Mm. So I learned that. I learned. So you have to have that, you have to have good teachers. Yeah, my English teacher in school was so good. I would never miss her class, even if I had mm. to like I was called by the supervisor or my coach or something, I'd be like, no, I have to sit in my English teacher's class. I loved my English teacher, especially like, no, all throughout, I had the best English teachers in class, in school, like throughout till I graduated. I loved my English teachers like a lot, so. Hmm, so they had to like earn your attention. But they were really <laughs> good at it. Like all of them yeah. were really good at it and especially like the one who taught me from the ninth grade on. So we'd have to mm-hmm. do like plays and stuff for class. So she, she, I, I heard like how sh- other teachers taught their class and it was like very boring because they were just, she would read the entire play or something or just explain mm-hmm. it. But she would actually like get us all standing and she'd be like, okay, you have to do it with the articulation and like, you have to have that voice and stuff. So I really attribute a lot of just my public speaking to her. She was, she was a really good teacher. Wow. I know that makes a lot of difference when I was in school. It really helps to have a good teacher. In college, I would uh, I would drop a class if I didn't like a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> By that first week, if they seemed kind of boring or non-interested or whatever, yeah, I would, I would drop that class so fast and go find someone else. So I, ca- I can't blame you there. Um, I wasn't doing it in high school, though, because my mom wouldn't have that. <laughs> Your mom would be like, why are you not sitting in my class? <laughs> right. would be like, I'm going to go to someone else's class. Um, but anyway, let's let's back up just a little bit. 
kind of talking about school and such, which I do want to dive into a bit more. I think he has some more interesting stories from school time. Um, I, I need I to apologize feeling. to my mom before this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Going to rat her out or something. No. Or the, oh, it's all the, Oh, it's all the things that you didn't get caught for. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Y'all. Um, but no, I was wanting to ask like what going back to your earlier childhood, like, growing up you know playing doing all those sorts of things we do as kids what were like some of your favorite things to do as a kid and like what was i guess what was life like during those days you know like what was what was your neighborhood like what was your family dynamic like and just some of those situations what was it like growing up as a kid you know so i grew up um with my parents sister and my grandpa and then my grandma's brother, he would come and visit and stuff. So that's how we grew up. Um, we moved into a neighborhood where, so for me, it, it, it didn't feel like a lot of change because that's where I grew up. But obviously for my family and stuff who lived in a very good neighborhood in New Delhi and stuff like that, my mom is is a diplomat's kid. So she lived in like really good like, Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> so, so y- y'all, your parents lived in in Delhi and then moved when you were born or before you were born, or uh, I was three months old when they moved to Faridabad. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And and wait, your mom was her one of her parents was a diplomat. Yeah, my grandpa was a diplomat. So, um, that's how my parents actually met. Because my grandpa was posted in New Delhi as the deputy ambassador for Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, parents met at church. So that's how it happened. So, um, but. Okay. So, so your mom, your mom's from Indonesia. Your dad is Indian. Um, there's, there's a lot happening, y'all. This is, <laughs> this is exciting. I told y'all there was stuff here. Um, okay. So they, so they met. Um, why don't. You want to share a little bit about that, or oh, are you going on the tangent? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. That that seems kind of interesting. Um, my parents met in. I'm not gonna say the year because I will forget yeah. it. I know when they got <laughs> married. Um, yeah. So they met in New Delhi. Uh, when my mom's dad. So they were posted in New Delhi. Um, mm-hmm. they met at church, and um, my dad was my mom's youth pastor. So that kind of worked out. and Yeah, it did work out for him, huh? <laughs> and so uh, before my mom was leaving back to Indonesia, obviously they told each other that they like each other. They told their parents. And then my grandparents and my pa- mom and her sisters had to move back to Indonesia because one, my grandpa's term ended. Two, my grandma got diagnosed with cancer. So Mm -hmm. they were moving back to kind of, you know, for the treatment and stuff. And so my parents were in a long distance relationship in the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. Before FaceTime. Before FaceTime for about or a little over three years. And so Mm. they would write each other letters. I love the story when my dad tells or my mom tells. It's like the sweetest story. Because they would write letters and they would write letters every day and post it so that because it would take seven days to reach the, like the other person, right? 
So they would mm-hmm. write it every day so they would get a letter almost every day, except on wow. Sundays because the post office is closed on a Sunday. So they would get two letters on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad says that the longest letter he wrote was 40 pages back and forth. Wow. Yeah. And they they didn't call on the phone because international calling was so expensive. Yeah. So it was mostly just letters. And then they got married in 87 in Indonesia, about a year and a half or so after my grandma passed away. And so my dad went, asked for my mom's hand in marriage, and then they got married. And then they had my sister in 88. <laughs> hmm. And then you came along a little later, a little bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. In 93. <laughs> and showed up. So so that's that's pretty interesting that That's like a short um, version of a very long story but <laughs> mm-hmm. So like even early on you had like a very like diverse like household situation like I think about my I think about like my situation growing up like all of my like family and everyone who met each other pretty much all met like down the street you know or across <laughs> town or something like everybody's just kind of right here right around Louisiana but you you've got family like all over the world essentially but from bas- day one but i mean it was very uncommon at that time in india very mm-hmm. uncommon for like an indian to marry a foreigner let alone because arranged marriage love marriage kind of thing usually uh parents would arrange the marriage and so when i was in school when i was in class i think i was the only kid one whose parents got like chose their own partners to get married to and to whose parents were like interracial. Wow. Yeah. I was the only kid in class. Really? So my older sister looks like Indian, like quite very Indian. She can pass as an Indian, but I never did. So nobody knew we were sisters because we looked so different, but also nobody believed that I was Indian because of how I looked. So Mm. it was like very like weird to explain why I had an Indian last name and but I didn't look Indian and oh it was a whole thing. <laughs> that, had to, that had to get kind of frustrating though, right? Always having to like justify, yeah, I'm Indian. Oh really? I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoy telling people that I'm mixed. I love it. It's mm. it's 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 so interesting to me because I love culture in itself and I love like listening to other people's stories and I would listen to like how my friends' parents met and how they were arranged and stuff. So it was like very interesting to me. I don't know if other people liked my story, but I love telling this story. <laughs> wow. So that definitely made for an interesting family dynamic. Um, I could definitely tell. And then it's, it's good that you have such a positive outlook on, um, I guess, growing up in a multicultural household and situation. Um, I know some people could get frustrated by always having to like um, explain or like justify like who they are, you know. Um, but if it worked, it worked well for you. People were understanding generally. I'm assuming. Um, I don't think there was anything not to understand. Like mm-hmm. two people fell in love, got married, had babies. Like, <laughs> but like, but like the way the way the way you presented it at that time, it was very like it wasn't very common, you know, and so. I know sometimes in my experience, when people are presented with something different than what they're used to, sometimes they can, you know, react kind of negatively, at least in my experience. But 
Um, it I sounds like that wasn't necessarily the case. I think a lot of like my friends were just curious of how it like mm-hmm. worked and stuff. Like, how did they mean and uh, stuff like that? Because in the Indian context, it was a big no. Like your parents have to choose and stuff. And I was like, like you, you're dating at like twelve. Like you're telling me you're gonna get married to a stranger <laughs> at twenty four. Like nah. Wow. So yeah, I guess that does change it too when it's your it's your friends asking about it. You know, it's not just like random strangers or people who want to be critical of your situation. I don't um, even think like my my teachers were very like critical about it. Um, a lot of my teachers who would speak in Hindi, like my Hindi teacher, was a little like, "Why doesn't your mom speak Hindi?" And I was like, "Oh, because she's not Indian," and I had to like explain it. Um. So I'd be like, no, it's okay. I'll just translate or something. I mean, they can speak in English, but like most of the parents that were coming in were speaking in Hindi, but my mom would speak in English. So there was a little like gap in that, but otherwise it was okay. I learned how to talk in Hindi to rickshaw people because my mom wouldn't like, I mean, my mom could, but be like, mm-hmm. You sure you're giving that much money? Like, you sure you're gonna take that much? <laughs> kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Get the uh, the English tax. Yeah. <laughs> the tourist oh, track. She tax. she has got it down to like a T. Adrian's come with us sh- shopping, and she will go off oh, and yeah. be like, "You think I am not Indian because of how I look in Hindi?" And she'd go like in perfect uh-huh. Hindi. I'm like, "That's what you learned in Hindi. You learned how to rant and get a bargain in Hindi. That's what you <laughs> learned." Like, okay, okay, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> yeah, she will. She will get that bargain. Don't don't you worry. She's not paying the uh, the skin tax Mm-mm. for sure. She she doesn't have it. Um. Well, that's that's good though. I'm glad that generally it was overall positive. Um, but <clears throat> but like you mentioned, you mentioned earlier um, that you you all had you starting out. You know they were in Delhi and they moved to Faridabad, um, which is which is a good bit outside of the city. Um, for those of you who don't know, Delhi is a, an extremely large city, and Anyone, anyone who's listening, who maybe you haven't been to India or anything, I don't know that you get the magnitude of it. Like, imagine like New York City. Like, if any of you have been to New York City, but like multiply that by like three or four <laughs> times, um, and then you have all the surrounding areas. Like, it's it really is a huge like metropolitan area. Um, that's kind of hard to kind of hard to explain. So, I guess I guess what I want to know is like, so why why did your parents move out to Faridabad, and kind of what? What was Faridabad like? Did you have? Did you go to the city much, or were, did you just kind of stay in in your area, in your community mostly? Um. So the house that we were staying in, Delhi, and I could be wrong about this. This is just by memory of stories that I ha- I've been told. <laughs> mm-hmm. But basically, the house that we were staying in, Delhi, was my grandpa's. A company that he was working for had actually provided so he quit his job and so obviously the housing uh. had gone and my dad wasn't making a lot of money to be able to pay rent in Delhi so mm-hmm. um, my uncle had actually my dad's older brother actually had a property and a house in Faridabad because it was like oh that's the next upcoming city kind of thing and so he's like why don't you just kind of stay there 
uh, with dad and stuff. So we moved to Faridabad. Um, that's so, about so it. So when you moved, when you moved to Faridabad, it must have been a lot of open land at that time then, because a lot of the stuff probably didn't come up yet. Since you said it was an up and coming city. Um, well, even yeah, even oh, I'm trying to remember, but even the, the like the, my like my first memory of Faridabad compared to now oh it's changed so much it's changed so much it's it's like a big city like a proper city with skyscrapers and stuff it used to be just empty land like even outside our house like you wouldn't even have to walk like a minute or so and you just have wild pigs running around in swamps wow so like and the and the area that we were living in now is like really like it has big like m- houses and mansions kind of uh, stuff but yeah we but i for me that's what i'm trying to say like i never grew up in delhi so i never knew like oh mm. people do this but i was like everybody has pigs outside their houses because it was <laughs> a com even outside our school we had cows and pigs so we it wasn't like a big deal yeah so you just have like, because I guess there was like a lot of like farming and stuff out there as well. That you're no, outside the it city. was just it was agriculture. It was so a part, not not the part that we were in, but the part that we live now near here. Mm-hmm. It was all like forest area, um, and uh, there was a lot of like just just open land. People were still like buying property. They were not moving in. It was like an investment. It, it it's an industrial mm-hmm. city. So we only had people migrating from different like parts of India to work in factories and stuff. You didn't have like families, not a lot of families staying here, basically. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, so you moved to Furtabad and you've been there ever since pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what were, when you were a child, what were some of like your favorite things to do? um growing up this could be you know all throughout what what did you like to do as a child i liked playing outdoors i was Mm -hmm. never an indoor kid like i was never the one who would sit in front of the tv and watch i mean i loved it but i think it also comes with like my parents kind of pushing us to go out and Mm -hmm. also lack of electricity in general (laughs) during the summer so you're like forced to be outside (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but I remember, like, this is such a, like, a vivid picture in my head that I don't think I will ever, ever forget from my childhood. So when we were young, my dad was teaching us how to ride bikes, like, s- cycles, bicycles. I don't know what you mm, call bicycles? them. Bicycles? Yeah, bicycles. Yeah, ones you pedal? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. outside our house at that time, they were... um renovating reconstructing the road like they they Mm -hmm. broke the entire road and they were trying to like patch it up properly so they were just stones everywhere like really pointy sharp stones because they had to leave it for like for like weeks before they sounds like an accident ready to happen like (laughs) (laughs) so we we were learning how to ride bicycles even before the road was broken but once it broke like we were still learning and dad's like, okay, do it. And obviously when you're a kid and you're learning, the, there are mishaps everywhere. And I remember riding 
and just slipping and falling on on stones and my knees just got scraped and they were bleeding and dad was like you okay like yeah (laughs) like why didn't you go inside just covered in blood (laughs) so then i got like um mom mom's like why are you teaching them to ride a bike and all the stones <laughs> and so i was like oh they're fine like i always tell i always say this dad wanted a son and he didn't get it so he like experimented like with me like he made me fall in love with cricket like i loved cricket growing up so because nobody else so he we would sit together and watch cricket and mom was like steffi come help and dad would be like she's watching cricket with me <laughs> <laughs> he'll cover for you did you did you play cricket at all yeah we played cricket so much i mean we, i played cricket when dad and all would play and like when we had a bunch of young people here at, uh, when we dad started the church here we had a lot of young people and so mm-hmm. they all would play cricket um my dad has hit a cricket ball at my face twice <laughs> like right at my cheek my cheek was swollen because that's had, how you can get away with so much <laughs> you got you got guilt on your side <laughs> so so i just basically they were playing cricket and i had to go for my so tuitions tuition classes to like yeah like tutoring yeah so mm-hmm. i had to go for that because um mom didn't know how to teach me hindi and Dad kind of capped out on his Hindi teaching when I was young. So I would go for <laughs> Hindi and math classes. Uh, so I went out of the the house that we were in at that time. And it had a huge, like, front area. That's where they would play cricket. Like, in this, like, huge parking kind of structure thing. So I went out of the house to say, like, I'm going. I opened the door and, like, Dad, I'm going. And he was batting. And he swung the ball and it hit me right on my cheek and i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) you know you don't know i didn't know how to react all i was like okay okay i'm gone now (laughs) i didn't go to tuitions that day because my cheek was just swollen (laughs) well yeah i guess so I so they're I like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? Do you, anything you want? You want some ice cream? <laughs> nah. Oh, none of that. No, you no, didn't get no, that? no. Oh, no. Like, he, that, I think that's one thing that I liked <laughs> about dad, that, like, he was like, if you get hurt, you get up like a champ. Like, no mm. need to be sitting and whining about it. Like, you get up like, unless it's like a broken leg or something, which never happened to me. <laughs> I can't but, stand up. But it's like, it's like, you take it like a champ, right? Right. And some people will be like, oh, that's such a bad thing. Blah, blah. Like, nah, that, that's how you build, like, I think that's how I built a lot of, like, resilience in, in general. Like, you know, take it like a champ. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was very accident prone. Very accident prone. And mom and dad were, like, fine with it. I used to get... So they, got th- u- they probably got used to it. At first, yeah. I bet it was kind of surprising. But I like, got oh, tetanus. <laughs> I got a tetanus shot every six months. So the lifespan <laughs> of one tetanus shot is six months. So I would get it twice a year because of just, <laughs> I was so accident prone all the time. I, oh my gosh, this is such a tangent, but this is, these are all things I remember from my childhood. And I'm like, when people talk about now and kids are like, oh, I, I scraped my knee. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
it up. Take it like a champ, you punk. <laughs> exactly. Take it like a champ. I think that that kind of like helped me like kind of explore outside myself too. Like, you know, just be like, what's what's the, the roughest I can play or what's the, you know, meanest I could be at in like in a sport or something, you know? Yeah. But I was running after <laughs> there were these people, like our friends on, on, on a bicycle. Um, they were the employees of the office at that time and they were on the bicycle and they were going. And I told one of them, like, I'd race you. I'd win in a race. Like, no, I'm on a bicycle. And that, that was like every day, every day, all of them, because they loved us like little sisters. So like every day it was like, oh, what's what's today's challenge kind of thing. So I was like, I'll I'll race you. I was such a tomboy. So I'll race you. I'll win. So they were on their cycles and we go like, okay, go. And he pedaled as fast as he can. And I was running as fast as I could. And I tripped over a brick that was in, in on the road. And I tripped over a brick and my knee hit the brick that was right next to it. And... Ooh. And he didn't know. He just kind of went off because he was like, oh, yeah, she got tired and she stopped running, right? So my knee is bleeding. And I know that every time my knee bleeds or I get a scrape, I have to go to the doctor to get a tetanus shot. And I don't want to get a tetanus shot. So what do I do? I don't tell anybody that I scraped my knee. And I'm wearing a pair of jeans, right? So I go into the house and, and everyone's standing around talking. So I cannot like go into my room and like clean up. I have to like stand there because they're talking. And I was like, okay, hey, how is everything going? And my sister looks at me and she goes, why are your pants two different colors? <laughs> and I was like, what? what She's like, you your, your pants are two different colors. What happened? And I was like, oh, I tripped. And I was like, you what? And they like rolled up my jeans. And it was just gushing blood. Like, it was oh, really no. bad. It was just gushing. And mom's like, we've got to take you to the doctor. I'm like, can't we do it without the no. doctor? Like, because no. I got like a cut. And I was like, so sad. So we go to the doctor. And the doctor goes like, okay, when did she get her tetanus? And yada, yada, yada. I got my tetanus like two months ago. So she's like, she's fine. And they like dress the wound and everything. And. Yeah, I've, I'm very accident prone. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is for today, everyone go get your tetanus shots. <laughs> Don't oh, neglect I, those. I, uh, my mom stopped keeping like first aid kits only after I graduated college. <laughs> I, I'm being serious. Like every time I would come home, almost every time I would come home from school, I would have a new scrape, a new cut, a new something. Wow. <laughs> well, what were you doing in school that would that would lead to such such <laughs> activities, such results? Um, I played a lot of sports growing up. Mm. Um, like young, like when you were younger, or like older, or just all um, through. All through. Mm -hmm. well, I when I was younger, I used to play a lot like of a lot of track. a lot of cricket. Like you played on a cricket team or something. No, 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 no. no. I played. Adrian always makes fun of this when I say it. I played a sport called handball. It's it's a and I keep telling him it's an Olympic sport. You should go see it. It's sick. It's really. It's like I've never heard of it. But it's sick. Sometimes I think she makes it up. <laughs> no, I'll show you. I have the medals to prove it and everything. Um. Mm -hmm. So I used to play that, and the state that I'm in 
Haryana is known for men and women to be very rough and very like tall, broad people. <laughs> uh, I was a very scrawny kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was very skinny, very scrawny. And so these rough people. So I used to get thrown a lot on when I would play sports. I was actually picked up once and like put aside, even though it was like a red card. They did it. I've got punched in my stomach. I've got I've got elbowed to my jaw. I've hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. While you're listing off all your things, let me just explain this. So I actually have looked up handball before. Um, I'm just kind of playing along, you know. Before before <laughs> I had no idea it was even a thing. Um, and some of you may not know about it either. You should look it up. It's a very like hardcore sport. It's like it's kind of like volleyball meets rugby meets football kind of like it's like it's very like it's a contact sport for sure like you're gonna make contact with the other players so once i found out i was like man i'm not you, i'm not <laughs> like i'm not gonna cross you because you'll like beat me up man you'll lay me on the ground um we had like basically i would always say like the rules are like basketball mm. played on a football pitch like a like a soccer right? yes yes that. okay yeah just make sure we all know what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very rough. Uh, my coach trained me with the boys team when I joined. So, wow. Yeah, I was kind of used to getting kicked and punched and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. so so were you, like, good at handball? You were, like, a pretty good handball player, you'd say? I don't want to say it. It sounds like I'm bragging about myself. I no, don't like you. This. If you play handball, it's already a brag. So you might as well just, <laughs> I, just say it. Um, I would say I was pretty good. I was captain of my school team. I was captain of my city team. Um, played on my oh, state the, team. the city team, mm-hmm. the state team. What? <laughs> yeah, I played. Uh, so basically, what happens is. Um, each school plays in like this district tournament. And mm-hmm. so even if your team loses, but you are a very good player, you get selected to play for the city. So I got selected to play from the city because of my coach, along with one other person from my school, because I wow. said, I'm not going to go by myself. I need somebody else from my school who I know. And then, so when I got there, I was like, okay, because there were a lot of people who were older than me. And I was like, okay, so you'll be the captain and stuff. And so my coach, because he was the coach for our district, he's like, nah, I wrote your name as coach. I was like, I mean, your name as captain. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) And so I didn't know that all these other girls had seen me play before. And they were like, no, we've seen you play. You have to be the captain. And I was like, okay so the thing with this city thing is also that if you play well but even if you lose you can still represent your state so i got to represent my state as well um but i don't know (laughs) i say i was i was good but i don't know (laughs) i mean you have to be good no no use to be (laughs) humble about that like you have to be good if you're selected for all that um, did you, so you played for your state. Did you, did you just play like mostly in high school or is this like in college too? Or I played high school for my state and stuff. My, mm-hmm. I went to a private college. Um, so we had like inter-college 
competitions. Mm-hmm. So y'all and didn't I, have like an actual like handball team? No. And I didn't actually mm-hmm. want to play, but they put handball in the tournament and uh, one of my academic deans found out that I actually played because it was on my college application. So I was not only made to be captain, I also had to coach all these people who had never played handball before, teach them how to play handball. Wow. <laughs> in like a span of a month. We did pretty well. We did pretty good. Hmm. So yeah. you just did it for the, the collegiate. I, d- I had no idea that you did it in college. Um, I did it like for, all. I did it my second and third year. That's it. Um, mm. I didn't really... I didn't really want to play a lot of sports when I got to college because that's all I did in school. And I was like, mm. I want to try different things and stuff. But mm. obviously when my academic dean found out and he was like, no, you should do it. You know, at least represent our um, our faculty because our faculty never had a handball team before. And mm. so, yeah. Wow. So, so what did you do in college instead? Was it was it just academics and studying and studying, or were you involved uh, in any other like, I extracurriculars? Wanna, I actually did not want to do any extracurricular when I got to college because I was, I did a lot in school. I did so much in school. Um, mm-hmm. But wait, what else? What else did you do then? In school? Yeah. I I feel like I'm bragging and I don't like this. No, do it. Go for it. This is your time. Look, we've named this podcast <laughs> Talks with Adrian and Steph. It's literally about us. So if people don't like it, well, they can just hit that little little pause button and delete us because you know what? You're a star, girl. You are a star. You are a go-getter. You go. No apologies needed. <laughs> Nothing needed. Did a lot of extracurricular activities because as i told you i didn't really like sitting in class all that much so i played handball i was on the track team i was on the debate team i was in the drama club i was in the band music band i was on the student body council i i was in like did a whole bunch of stuff i don't even remember I I don't even remember all the things, but mostly the, these were the things that I did. Uh, a lot of like, I would go for like debates and uh, a lot of speech competitions and stuff like that, music competitions, and then sports. And because I was on the student body, pre- uh, I was the student body president. Basically, did all of that. Wow. Yeah. So you had to like go through elections and all that stuff too, right? Well, yeah. It's a whole story I don't want to get into. Wow. That's a, you were, it sounds like you were quite busy in in school. So I'm guessing you didn't have like a high school job or anything like that. It was pretty much all school all the time. Well, growing up, at least in India, I think now it's quite different, I think. Um, But growing up in India, nobody my age would get a job. Like, you didn't have the time to get a job because we'd be in school by 8.30, I think, 8 o'clock, I think, is when school started, or 8.30, something like that. And by the time I'd get home, 
it'd be like 2.33. And then at 4 o'clock, I had to go for like my tuitions. And I wouldn't come back till like 6, 7 o'clock. And then I'd sit wow. down to do like my homework. And most of the kids, if not all of the kids, this was their schedule. Monday to Friday. Sometimes even Saturday. Depending on how wow. old you were. Yeah. So high school jobs wasn't a thing. I don't think it's still a thing, but kids are getting a lot more, you know, they want to do like a little more freer, like homeschool style studying so that they can earn and stuff, which I guess it's good. But at our time, there was no, no such thing as that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds rough. I would have hated that as a child. Oh my goodness. Of going to school all day and coming home, doing tutoring, more school stuff, and then coming home and doing homework and then having dinner and going to bed. Wow. I, I actually didn't, didn't mind it because I knew like, so I had Hindi up until the eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I had to, I knew I needed a lot of help because mom couldn't help me and dad obviously was working mom was also working so didn't have anybody to help out so i really needed mm-hmm. the help and then i was really bad at math so and by really you. at really bad at math i mean as compared to all the uh, a- other asian kids i was bad <laughs> <laughs> hey you said it not me you said I, I could probably be better than like other people <laughs> but i was really bad <laughs> at math i just didn't i honestly I did not understand the point of it. I love statistics. I love geometry. Geometry? Geometry. Geometry. Mm -hmm. Why does that word sound wrong? But I hated Mm -hmm. like, I think I can still do algebra, but I hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated it. You come across to me as a student who you were really good in like you excelled at something when you understood the reasoning behind it, the why you wanted it, and if you liked it and if the teacher was good. Basically, like if the subject earned your interest, you would be good at it. That's what I feel. Um, so something like math, I mean, obviously math is a, it's a joke. I, I, I hate it and I was really bad at chemistry. Some reason I could understand physics, even though I was a little, I wasn't the best in physics for in ninth and tenth grade. I just couldn't understand chemistry. I also did not like my teacher. She she would not teach. Oh my gosh, she was like the most boring teacher I ever came across. And she's like, you need to remember the periodic table because that will come in the thing, and you need to know why this solution plus that solution makes this. I'm like, no. I don't want that. <laughs> so you so you hated that that class for sure. I I scraped um, by. I scraped by in the 10th and then 11th and 12th I didn't take science. So I'm so happy. Hey, that's that's all you need, you know? Just get by. Yeah. You heard it here folks. If you if you're in school, just get by. It doesn't matter. I, all, so at, all that matters. Look, all that matters in school is that at the end you get that diploma or you get that certificate I just, or I that just degree. Feel there's so it don't much. matter what those grades are. There's so much pressure on doing well in school. But my question is, like, apart from getting into college, what else does it do? You know, like when you start working, you don't really use algebra. Unless yeah, like, nobody's nobody's asking me what my GPA was when I go when I applied for like Panera Bread 
Or even when I got into like a college job, they didn't say, okay, what was your GPA in 2011? You know? I don't, I don't get it. I I really don't. I mean, some Indian companies still do that, but I'm like, man, get with the times. Like, I know so many people, right, who didn't do really well in school. They were really bad at school, but they are super, super intelligent in what they really like. Like, they're software developers. They, they have businesses and stuff. And they themselves, like, we did not do well in school. Because it's like they, mm-hmm. they didn't see the point of it, right? Like, they're like, I don't understand why I need it. And they've done really well. And I think that for some people, school is good, I guess. But for some, like, you can't have everybody being taught the same way. Like, you need variety. And I think that. It's not only India, I think it's Asian, just the education system in general. Like, they need to update it where people, like, kids can kind of, like, apart from the basics, can kind of pick and choose what they want to learn and not learn mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I don't know. I just, I'm fine with the education system. I just wish that it was better. <laughs> I, don't know, I think what we're actually trying to say here is that um, all the teachers out there, school sucks. No, I. All That's what teachers, we're trying to say. No, we're trying to say school, I want to say this. I want to say this. All the teachers out there, if you are teaching because it's your passion for it, and like you really want to see kids do well, like make sure it's an interesting class. But if you're doing it just for the money, please leave. Like you are not doing any good for anybody. I I am I am so seriously saying this. If you could see my face, I'm really seriously saying it. Like, like, unless you really, really want to teach, please don't teach. Because you'll have kids like me who just don't want to be in class otherwise. Very well said, Stephanie. Very well said. Um, I, I can agree. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, one, I think good, good teachers probably aren't paid what they're worth in most places. Uh, they probably deserve more because it is a very demanding job. And finding a good teacher, you know, it like you said, it like it directly, like scientifically, statistically leads to success. Um, an effective teacher, you know, there's there's data to back that up. You know, that's why schools spend so much time and money trying to find and retain good teachers. Um, so yeah, I, I I can agree. I can agree with that. That's about all the time we have for today. So tune into our next episode where we'll get into part two of this discussion with Stephanie. We'll see you later.